everyone. Welcome back to Coffee Chats with Scientists. We are back after a month break with very exciting guests. Today's guest is Claire Welsh, who is an imaging scientist from Centre for Advanced Biomedical Imaging. Claire did her PhD also within Chima Lab, like me. She left the group a few years before I joined, but obviously we meet in our lab reunions, and I'm super excited to have her here today. Welcome, Claire. It's so nice to have you here. How are you doing? I am doing doing very good, thanks. Happy to be here. It's, it's honestly like I've been looking forward to have you and last night I was very hyper while I preparing your questions <laughs> but my first standard boring question is what's your favorite coffee and maybe the snacks because I know that every time we go to restaurants together you always choose the right food so I start to think that you have a gift for choosing the right things so. <laughs> uh, yeah no I think this is probably one of the most important questions so uh I <laughs> Standard drink of choice as we're recording in the afternoon. I have to switch to tea for the afternoon. Can't do coffee okay. in the afternoon. I get too wired. And uh, the snack of choice is always, without fail, a dark chocolate digestive. I'm uh, renowned for Amazing. it. I was meetings. Perfect. Yeah, I love it as well. I mean, I like to dip it in my coffee. Exactly, my right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so our audience would love to hear more about your background. I think what you do is really cool, so... I think if you can you know explain it a little bit more in detail it'll be amazing yeah yeah sure okay so um I guess I started off my background originally is training as a physicist um and I moved into doing um a PhD uh, and I was really looking at um biophysics so in particular modeling biological systems so applying my physics background to kind of biological context and in particular for my PhD that took the form of modeling the growth of bubbles inside human tissues. So for instance, when you dive, um, scuba diving that is, and you come up too quickly, there is a, a disease called the bends where you get bubbles of primarily nitrogen that grow within the tissue. So my PhD was in looking at how we model um, the growth of, that of those bubbles, what impact they have on the tissue, what impact does the tissue have on them? Um, and very importantly, something I've always been really passionate about is um, doing experiments, so providing validation for, for those models. So by that, I mean, you do a mathematical model of how you think it will behave, and you then do an experiment to really test, is my mathematical model predicting anything sensible, and do I need to, to change it or upgrade it? Um, and so I sp spent a lot of time making uh, an experimental system to kind of check and test my model. Um, so I finished my PhD in 2017, Mm -hmm. And I did a, uh, not a U-turn, but a little bit of a shift in uh, my direction there. And I went to join uh, Simon Walker-Samuel and uh, Rebecca Shipley in the, in the Centre for Advanced Biomedical Imaging at UCL, so CABI. Um, so I switched a little bit to focus a bit more on imaging with that, but with the similar kind of underlying trend where we were trying to use new 3D imaging methods to validate models of blood flow. So again, we have these very complicated mathematical models for how blood flows, particularly in tumors. Um, tumors have very chaotic blood vessels and, and it's a big problem when you're trying to deliver drugs to them. Um, and so we have a lot of mathematical models about how uh, blood is distributed in these tumors, but we really needed to work more on, on validating the models. So on getting real 3D tumor blood vessel networks um, and checking that, that the predictions of blood flow that we had in them were the same as you actually you actually measure. Um, so I spent a few years in CABI working on that. Um, 
and developing a bit more of my own my own work as well. So in particular, I worked on a system, it's called a HREM, high resolution episcopic microscopy, which is a, a specific microscope for taking these sort of three dimensional images. And I've spent a lot of time trying to develop that method to get it working better. Um, I mean... And I guess very recently, I've just moved into um, looking at 3D imaging um, using synchrotrons. So using x-rays instead of using microscopes, which use light, I'm now using synchrotrons uh, and I'm looking in even bigger human organs. So whole human lungs and whole human kidneys to understand what COVID-19 is doing to the vasculature in, in those organs. But yeah, that's it. I mean, that, wow, first of all, I, I can't keep a call right now. It's amazing. Um, and I think you're a perfect example of how physics and all of the science feels like combine and you you know transfer your skills to different fields like it, you're a perfect example and in our group like we always talk about how smart you are they they tell they tell me more about you <laughs> but um i think it's very important because you're in a position to collaborate with anyone which is essential in our field that because you, you, you can basically apply these imaging techniques to any disease you want and covid 19 you're working on you never work i guess with a you know, vir viral, as far as I know, yeah, you don't have a viral. No, no, I've back got yeah. in virus, in virology or anything. Uh, and not a lot of background in kidneys either. So I'm, I'm learning, and lungs, I'm learning a lot, a lot of new things every day, which is, which is great fun. I guess this is what keeps us in this field that trying to expand as much as we can and do different um, th things and techniques every day. But it's very amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I guess you do, I mean, you do love what you do, right? because yeah 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 <laughs> most, most days most days <laughs> how did your passion for research start what was um, the... yeah so I I guess I don't know I was I was not one of those people that had like a light bulb moment oh this is definitely what I want to do I kind of I've always been very interested in the sciences I think I wasn't particularly good at anything else at school so it was easy for me but um yeah so I've always been really interested uh in kind of science and, and, and more in, I guess, slightly abstract thinking about scientific problems. Um, and I, I did my, my undergraduate um, degree. And then after that, I took a, took a little bit of time because I wasn't, I took a year off. I wasn't 100% sure what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and I think in, in that year off, I tried, I tried out a few things. I did a bit of teaching. Um, I thought about applying to medical school and I was like, no, do you know what? I really miss, I really miss the research environment. Particularly, I love just learning new things the whole time. I don't, I don't know how many jobs offer you the ability to completely learn new things the entire time throughout your career in the way that research and academia do. So that's, that's a big, a big positive for me. Um, and I think my passion for researchers grew more and more throughout my kind of research career obviously there are dips and troughs right <laughs> have times when you hate it but um yeah in general I think I'm I get more passionate about research uh, I completely agree I mean we share a lot of things in there but I always ask about the challenges that our guests been having or had during their career path because I, I think it's important to see and talk about the downsides it's not yeah. always <laughs> cakes and it is, you know, it is. champagne yeah. definitely definitely not definitely not um and I think uh, there are a few different challenges uh, for me personally. I think um, uh, imposter syndrome definitely is a thing I've, I've always struggled with. I'm the, the archetypical type of person who, 
who struggles with imposter syndrome. Um, and you just, just have to keep, you know, standard telling yourself, look, I find it quite useful to keep like an actual list of like things that you have achieved. So on the days when you feel like you're a big fraud, uh, I read through the list and I'm like, okay, I'm either a fraud that's really, really good at fooling people for a really long time, or you're not actually a fraud and it's okay. Um, so that's definitely a thing uh, I think lots of people have. Um, but I guess also specifically for me that I found really um, interesting that's becoming more apparent now is, so I've always been an interdisciplinary researcher, like really across the boundaries, physics, imaging, biology. Um, and I think it's quite interesting, the more you collaborate out, often um, you find that some people find it quite difficult to, to understand what you do. So, cause you know, you don't fit into one of these nice boxes. They're like, ah, oh, yes, Claire's the physicist. Oh, but no, she's not quite, or she's the, and you don't, you don't kind of have a box that you fit in. And um, it's quite interesting. Occasionally that can be difficult when you're trying to explain to people that you've never met what it is that you do. Um, and also interesting enough for publications, for papers, um, it can make it a bit challenging because you don't kind of have your like go-to specialist journal that, that makes sense for you. So it, it can often be quite hard to find a place where, where your papers will fit in well, I found. Um, yeah, but yeah. I, I agree. But also, I think after COVID, everyone knows what scientists mean a lot more, <laughs> I guess. I think that's, that's why, at least like, you know, when I tell we do it's, I think people are more of a, everyone knows PCR for example Claire don't you think <laughs> they need it to travel right now no I think yeah definitely people are getting uh, very much more science scientifically literate just everyone in the public which I think is a great thing it's really cool I think so yeah but also as far as I know you're excellent in grant applications because <laughs> I was I was thinking maybe you would mention the downsides like you know publications grant applications but I know that you're really good and also achieved <laughs> no. amazing publication score and of course, it will be another whole session to discuss how to succeed on, you know, these. But would you like to share your main tips with us? Maybe like a few things or even like motivational. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess what, one of the interesting things is I, I definitely don't I definitely don't view myself as being particularly good at publication. It's something that I struggle with as a scientist. It's probably one of the things I find the most difficult is writing and, and getting publications out. I, I enjoy the process of writing itself. But I find that the slog of um, beginning beginning an idea all the way through to actually finally getting it accepted, um, I find that difficult. I, I actually just finally this morning heard I have a paper accepted, and that paper has been uh, that paper's been three and a half years in the making. Though it's been to seven journals, I think, and it's you know first submitted over a year and a half ago now. So it is just um, you just have to keep keep pushing I think persistence persistence is key that's one of my top tips is persistence is key um and, and with the grant applications um I think my, my my top tip for that would actually be um be really selective in what you apply for like really look there's a lot of grants out there and if you spend quite a lot of time really looking for the one that suits your project so don't try and shoehorn your project in to a call that it doesn't really fit for because you spend a lot of work trying to to rework it into the right way and I don't you're not as likely to succeed Sp spend the time instead really scouring for grants that you think oh my gosh this is such a perfect call for the type of for the type of work that I'm doing I think 
where do you find your ground particularly do you have <laughs> just, just i mean word of mouth is one thing so work on your your network because a lot of grants i hear about is people emailing you like oh claire we just saw this grant and we thought of you um and also wow, yeah. um just the, you know ucl and a lot of the universities offer like a grant finder website and i mean it's a great procrastination if you're at work and you're struggling to motivate yourself. Spend an hour just scouring the internet for what grants are out and about at the moment. It, it counts as work uh, and it, it's quite useful. Yeah, also, I think within these applications, it, it's important to get feedback from different people before your application, I, I, I guess, because, you know, the most... I mean, more senior people like our supervisors have more experience in that and they can, you might feel that they're do, they make like, you know, harsh comments, but it's actually required before we submit anything because you need that. Yeah, definitely. And I, I actually don't, I, I, I think, um, I think grant writing is, a, is one of the most collaborative parts of, of science as far mm -hmm. as I've found so far. And I think it's really useful. Feedback can take many forms. So it's not just about you know, sending somebody something that you've written and then giving you feedback. Feedback starts very early on. So, um, you know, having a lot of just conversations with people and being like, okay, so I'm thinking about writing a grant. These are the types of ideas I have. And having quite broad general conversations, I think can really help you get the idea. Yeah, the brainstorm. Yeah. 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 So yeah, feedback's essential. Absolutely essential. Thank you for all these tips. What would you like to achieve next? So what are the next steps in your career? Um, where do you see yourself? <laughs> where do I see myself? Well, I mean, I, like yeah, interview. <laughs> but my ultimate, you know, my ultimate ambition is to, to be a PI, to have a lab of my own. Um, and I've, as I've said, I've just kind of started working on this new um, COVID, um, COVID organ imaging project, which is really exciting as a big international group of scientists. So I think that's going to keep me very busy for the next few years. We've got funding for two and a half years on that. Um, and really what I'm, I'm really excited about trying to uh, travel a bit more when everything's opened up again. So I've spent most of my academic career um, at UCL and I'm really excited to go and spend time with each of our collaborators. So this new project has collaborators in Germany and a big collaboration in France with the, the, the European Synchrotron Radiation Facility mm -hmm. in Grenoble. And I'm planning to go and spend a good chunk of time out there. So I'm really excited about spending some time in different places and uh, building a new network. Um, yeah. That sounds amazing. Do you have any, you know, is it 2022 or do you have any time? For I'm hoping for the end of 2021. So I'm hoping that in September I'll be able to get a trip out to Grenoble for a few months to um, spend some time there, get to know the team properly there and um, do some experiments. So I hope I'll see some pictures from the group chat. <laughs> It'll be very motivational for me. <laughs> also, um, I want to mention like an academia work-life balance can be difficult to manage like any other fields, but how do you keep yourself as an balance mentally and physically? What do you do outside work? Do you yeah. Have any hobbies? Uh, yeah, well, so I think first of all, yeah, you touch on a great point. It is, it is really, really difficult to manage. And I think the pandemic for me, definitely, I know a lot of other people as well, has made it even more difficult because um, we've all been working from home and I don't know a lot of my work is computation at the moment so I've switched into this mode where you're just sort of available and able to work at all hours um, and I'm actually just in the process of you know trying to trying to go back to some slightly more um, standardized for me working hours um, that, that suits me me better in my life um, so I'm just sort of transitioning back to that going back into the office and things like that at the moment um, but yeah it's a challenge um, 
I think some of the most things, yeah, for me, keeping myself balanced, I, I enjoy sports. I do quite a lot of sports, um, in particular sailing. I love sailing. I've always sailed wow. all my life. And it's uh, the most fabulous way to switch off from the entire world. So, um, Are you going to do um, any time soon? Or... Uh, so, I've yeah, I've just started uh, sailing a little bit this year. The sailing clubs have all opened up again. Um, I went for a sail a couple of weekends ago. I'm pretty, pretty rusty. I came back battered and bruised, but very, very happy. So, um, yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, bank holiday that. is coming maybe you can go for a weekend or the you? bank holiday is coming yeah, yeah. i've got uh, uh some family stuff as well obviously like everyone uh opening up able to finally go and see family again um which is really exciting so yeah i'm spending a lot of time with my family i've got a new nephew or niece about to arrive any day now so i'm excited oh God, about I knew the previous one, number one, yeah. I guess. Number one, number, number one. Doesn't yeah. know what's going to hit her. She's she's got a shot coming, but um, oh, yeah. no. Yeah. But number two is on the way. So. Congrats! That'll be exciting. Yeah, I mean, about, about maybe she can visit you in uh, visit you in France. Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Thank you so much, Claire, for joining today. It was a pleasure to have you here, and I can't wait to see your future. You know, works and all these, you know, grants you mentioned. And I'm, I'm hoping to visit you. Maybe we can come and visit you. That would <laughs> next be year, so No, that would be really good. Definitely, definitely. No, I've really enjoyed it. It's nice to, nice to talk in this context. Yeah, and I kind of missed you, so it was nice. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, you're welcome, Denise. It's good. See you in the next episode of Coffee Chat with Scientists. Stay connected. Mm-hmm.